Hi, this is Mike Edelhart, and I'm here with another edition of Inception, our podcast about beginnings, the beginnings of companies, new ideas in science, entrepreneurship, and sometimes even a little glimpse of the future. And I think we're going to get a bit of all of that here uh, today. I'm here with Charlie Rodenkirk from Sharper Sense, one of our most recent and in my view, most interesting portfolio companies. Charlie, great to uh, have a chance to talk. Great to be here today. Thanks for having me, Mike. My pleasure. So why don't we start with the real basics? So you're an academic by background and you come up with something really scientific and novel. Why don't you explain what it is you uncovered and how you're going to turn it into a product at Chart Percents. Yeah, I'd love to talk a little bit more about that. So I'm a neural engineer by trade and uh, my research really looks at the brain like a system of circuits. And what we've been doing in the last 10 years here is developing methods of enhancing the functionality of the brain by activating specific areas of these circuits. With Sharper Sense, we've developed wearable neurotechnology that can enhance vision, hearing, and touch by activating circuitry that ensures clear perception and sensory processing within the brain. We're really excited about this technology because it has so many potential applications. Uh, we're first most passionate about the clinical applications where we can use this technology to restore sensory processing fidelity that is normally lost due to neuro disorders or neurodegeneration. Uh, for example, it's well known that age-related sensory loss is caused in part by damage to your receptors like your eyes and ears, um, but also during that time, aging is degrading your brain's ability to clearly process this sensory information. So we can restore this clear processing on demand um, and really drive a great benefit for these individuals by helping prevent things like misperceptions and miscommunications. And really how this technology works is it's a non-invasive nerve stimulation patch that applies to the left side of your neck and sends a comfortable level of current through the skin, which activates a nerve that projects into the brain. And through a lot of testing and animal models using invasive brain-computer interfaces, we've determined certain patterns and signals we can send in that optimizes brain state for perception. So let's talk about that a little bit. The vagus nerve, that's the nerve you're talking about that you're hitting here. And why that nerve? Why is that uh, such an interesting target for neurological information and interaction? So first of all, the vagus nerve, which is our stimulation target, is uh, been one of great interest to the field of neuroscience for decades now. And, and it first came to light because of its ease of access and uh, easily stimulated, but also at the same time, it was well known to uh, have a strong control over the brain and provide an information highway between uh, the body and the brain. So it's a great point to tap into the brain. Interestingly though, uh, you can kind of think about this a lot like a, a computer system and trying to interface with them. Uh, you would see the USB ports on the outside and you think that's probably a great target to try to interface with them. But the early research uh, had some difficulties in that they didn't know exactly what type of information to feed into that port or this nerve uh, to get the kind of effects they wanted downstream. And, and so early stage used a lot of more brute force and uh, tried various combinations to try to uh, drive beneficial effects. Sharper Sense, on the other hand, uh, came about more like a, how modern pharmacological drugs are developed. Uh, we started actually doing a lot of invasive research and understanding how the brain naturally modulates sensory processing and perception uh, with things like attention and arousal. And then we figured out the neural circuitry responsible for enhancing it during these time periods of increased attention and arousal. Um, and when we found that out was that uh, really uh, norepinephrine concentration along these sensory processing pathways uh, heavily influences how this information is encoding. 
Uh, and by increasing this norepinephrine level, we could suppress noise that uh, degrades the accuracy, much like a noisy TV signal or radio signal uh, causes the information to not be so clear. Got it. Truly interesting. So it's not that you're the first and only to try and access the vagus nerve, because if you were to Google it, you'd see all kinds of scientific projects and companies and approaches that say, we fire this thing up. But what's really different about what you guys are doing, if I just heard you correctly, is you really went in and studied how that pathway can interact with the brain effectively and are producing not just bombardment, but rather sophisticated signals designed to get just the right response on the brain side to produce a useful effect. That's exactly correct and great description of it. And, and something I think we'll see really move the field forward uh, is these type of more uh, intelligent patterns of stimulation and targets uh, right. that we're now able to develop. We think so too. And, and one of the things we really liked about what you're doing, apart from the fact that it's scientifically sound, is that you are trying to boil the ocean. You're essentially helping folks do things they do already a little better. And a little better can make a big difference out in the real world, whether you understand what's being said to you or pick up nuances and what's going on around you. You don't have to turn you into a super person or suddenly give you magical powers to really uh, help uh, folks get more out of life. Yeah, and you know, when you talk about the dysfunction that occasionally happens in this circuitry, uh, it's something that almost everyone's experienced at some point in time in their lives because even individuals with normal sensory systems uh, still have impaired sensory processing when they're fatigued or inattentive. Um, and we probably all had the same experience of looking for an ingredient in our kitchen cabinet for minutes to see that it was in front of our face the whole time. Um, but these type of misperceptions can be uh, really negative and have dire consequences for individuals like seniors who are, are aging. Uh, miscommunications uh, are occasionally funny, but uh, when they're constantly occurring to you, it makes social situations uncomfortable, uh, makes you withdraw from the support networks you have. Um, and these things cause things like accelerated dementia onset. So by being able to drive a, a small but significant effect on seniors' abilities to perceive the world around them, as which will help them communicate and walk safely and uh, age healthily in place longer, we can really create an effect that you know, spreads out throughout the rest of their life and ensures that they stay more social and active. And one of the other things that we liked about what you're doing or that attracted us to you is the sharper sense device, if you want to call it that, the patch is essentially invisible. You don't notice it. You don't have to do anything with it. It doesn't stick out. And it has the potential to really... Uh, nearly invisibly uh, change somebody's uh, circumstance. It doesn't have, you don't have to go into a lab, you don't have to spend a lot of money uh, to get treatments, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, you know, we really see this as something that should be easy to prescribe because it's fully non-invasive. It's something that you could ship to the end user and they could put it on themselves. And we see an instant benefit in animals. So expect that these users will be able to uh, really see this benefit when they apply the patches. Things are pretty early on uh, this particular patch right now. So folks listening won't be able to go to a practitioner in the next few weeks or even months necessarily to get one of these. So why don't you explain to everybody sort of where you are, where you aren't, and what's going to happen uh, next with the patch? Yeah. So we just finished uh, uh, all of our animal studies last year, published the last paper. Um, and we took, you know, a, a little bit more time in animal studies and 
instead of jumping right to the technology because we wanted to do the work to really parameterize the effects, which means looking at how changes in these stimulation patterns uh, affect the uh, benefit and how we can optimize that. And so we like to think that we're coming out of these preclinical studies, uh, you know, with a lot of the science already done, which will allow us to uh, rapidly test this in humans and continue to translate it. Um, we're gearing up now for first in human testing. Uh, this technology benefits from being fully non-invasive. FDA guidance says it's a non-significant risk, meaning it's not dangerous at all to the end user. And what we've done is created these what I call the world's most boring video games, uh, but they're video games that tense your visual, auditory, or, or tactile acuity. Um, and we can have these individuals play our, the games with or without sharper sense uh, and show that we can drive a clinical meaning benefit on their senses. Got it. So I'm curious about you a little bit. So you were somebody who was really kind of almost beyond fast track. You had a great uh, academic career. You have an outstanding academic reputation. So there's this career just sitting there in front of you to be uh, developed and enjoyed, big universities and all that. And you decided to put it all by to come out here to Riskville. Why? I, you know, I think there's probably a two-part response to that. And one is that I've always had interest in entrepreneurship. Uh, and during my undergraduate degree at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, I started a cell phone repair company that uh, won the university's mm -hmm. business uh, incubator competition. I closed that down when I got the uh, chance to join Chi's Neural Engineering Lab. Uh, Professor Chi Wang is my co-founder at my Columbia University. Um, and I would say the other uh, flip side of that coin, not only did I want to be an entrepreneur, but also the, you know, this research and technology is something that I was really interested and passionate about from the start. And so the chance to get to continue to develop this uh, was something that I couldn't pass up. But I, even thinking back to uh, growing up in Wisconsin, I remember often sitting at bus stops thinking uh, how cold I was, right? And, and you know, it's funny how the brain can be somewhat uh, illogical at times. Of course, feeling cold is very important to make sure you get into shelter when you need it. Uh, but when you know that your bus is going to be there in five minutes, uh, why should you have to suffer through that sensation until it arrives? And so even then, I remember thinking how great it would be to have a, a control panel for the brain that you could access and say, let's pause that sensation for the next five minutes and revisit it later. Um, and I think, you know, these types of technologies are a first step uh, in towards getting to that kind of future where we have uh, more intelligent control of these systems in the brain that evolutionary involved for situations that don't really match with today's world. So, you know, you've been at this a little while, not too long, but given your experience uh, so far going from academia into entrepreneurship, what would you say to other academics who are thinking about it or just made that jump and, and maybe pacing the halls at three o'clock in the morning going, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. So, you know, I would say first, it's really good to get a good understanding of the technology transfer process out of academia. I was fortunate enough to be able to work as a fellow for Columbia Technology Ventures uh, for a few years there before uh, sh launching Sharper Sense. And uh, that really gave me a great insight into, you know, the importance of getting a patent early on uh, and what it takes to commercialize that technology. The other thing I would say is that really start looking for networks to join. You know, there's such a wealth of information out there and there's so many ex-founders that want to share what made them successful. And if you can start tapping into these networks, uh, that information is just priceless. And so, uh, you know, starting a company is not a, a new process. There's steps there that are repeated by every founder. Be able to lean on a network and quickly accomplish those, that allows you then to focus on what's really special about your company uh, and make sure that you are adequately advancing that. So what's your biggest worry now as you go into this next phase? Do you worry that the Trials are just going to flop. It works with 
the little animals, but then you put it in people and. Yeah, you know, of course, translating a technology from animals to humans is always more difficult than expected. Um, but we have a lot of evidence that suggests that this should translate as expected. Uh, the neural circuitry we're taking advantage of is really primitive neuromodulation circuitry that's uh, inherited from a shared ancestor to animals. Um, and the way that this controls sensory processing and perception is really something that's conserved across animals. Um, so we expect this to translate, but also have a few tricks up our sleeves to uh, make sure any problems arise, we have methods to get around them. When this comes out, well, when would it come out? Would it be next year, year after? Uh, how, how can folks expect to see it? Will it be something that gets brought up by your audiologist or your doctor or something that you might even be able to try uh, before you buy on your own, that kind of thing? Yeah, so uh, to talk a little bit more about the long-term timeline of Sharper Sense, we initially plan to roll out into clinical applications with our first target being age-degraded sensory, central sensory processing with our second target then being adult ADHD, uh, as sensory processing disorders have been linked with this type of impairment uh, that we're treating. Um, so for those applications, this would be something that would be uh, prescribed by your clinician or an audiologist or optometrist. And that's how we plan to first roll out in the market. But that being said, uh, we really think SharperSense has a ton of applications beyond clinical uh, for both consumer and commercial. Um, so once we establish ourselves as a clinical treatment, uh, we plan to branch off into those as well. Uh, you can imagine on the consumer front, anyone who's looking to improve their performance, uh, have better vision or touch or hearing, that'll help things like athletes or students or musicians. Uh, on the commercial front, you look at individuals in uh, dangerous jobs, things like uh, manufacturing. We keep hearing about how much injuries there are in an Amazon warehouse. Well, a lot of those injuries are happening because of misperception induced human error. I thought I saw that box on the edge all the way, but it wasn't quite there. I didn't feel the weight properly in my hand. Uh, we think long-term we can reduce that type of human error, uh, which is even more important in other industries like military or medical image analysis or air traffic controllers, um, and really drive a, a better performance and safety. Got it. So the initial expression of this as a product may well be something that's available to consumers to uh, get on their own and try on their own directly from you guys or uh, partners uh, uh, just to give themselves a little bit of an edge without having to wait for some big syndrome to emerge or some dramatic uh, degradation to happen. And what we're really doing here is uh, when we talk a little bit more about the neuroscience theory behind this, is that we're shifting the uh, sensory processing state from one that's optimized with detection to one that's optimized more for discrimination. Uh, so in the discrimination state, you have the ability to encode these fine details and features, and you have a much higher performance. Uh, this detection state, uh, which is normally present when you're uh, inattentive or daydreaming, information is very redundantly encoded. So it comes through very strong, grabs your attention, uh, but there's not very much detail to it, which is why if when you're reading a book, perhaps, and someone says something to you unexpected, uh, it may be strong enough to startle you, but you probably didn't make out the words that they said in the sentences. And so when you think about evolutionary, it made sense when humans were more alert and attentive in these uh, life or death situations, why neural circuitry would be activated that ensures clear perception. Um, but in the modern world, the, you know, your office job isn't often putting you in flight or fight situations. Uh, sometimes you're having to spend three hours looking over, uh, you know, radio chatter if you're in the military. And we can help make sure you stay focused and keep that optimal perception throughout this long time period. Yeah, it's really fascinating uh, and transformational as it comes out of functionally invisible technology that can change the way you perceive 
and interact with the world. Uh, I really can't wait to see what happens uh, What happens next. You guys represented, as we talked when we were doing the investment, one of the first companies we've seen that appear to have all of these aspects. Deep science, uh, ready availability to the market, low cost, uh, profound effects, but rather straightforward ways to get them. Uh, we hope and uh, anticipate that you guys uh, could be game changers here. Thank you, thank you. And we're working hard to make that the case. Charlie, it's great to have a chance to talk. I'll actually hopefully see you, COVID willing, in New York uh, shortly and uh, look forward to that. And it's been uh, great to chat. Thanks very much for joining us. I look forward to that as well, Ed. Uh, it was really a pleasure to be on.